Welcome to FeastPod, the podcast where we talk about whatever we fucking want. Come join me, Kanong, and me, Sarah Davidson, for entree, main, and dessert, and take a seat at our table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. I can show you the world. La na 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 na. What? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the feast. I'm so excited. We've had such a good week. We've had such a good week. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. It's been this is our fourth episode. This is our fourth episode. Episode two charted, and I got really excited. Remember when I was like, "Oh my god, what does this mean?" Yeah, you were like, "Is this great?" Because I don't understand the charts, but it kind of looks great. So yay! <laughs> Do you know what the funniest thing is, um, Sarah? When we launched the podcast, obviously I was in Greece. I've yes. just come back, yeah, and I felt so. I'm like, oh, I'm really not pulling my weight right now because <laughs> I've just gone on holidays. We've launched a podcast, and I've just shut off my socials. Bye. <laughs> and. Uh- <laughs> You were so cute because before you left, you were like, I really need to like work out the time zones so yeah. that I'm sort of online when you need to check things. Yeah. And then you'd be like online, but kind of like either hungover, <laughs> drunk, or just like, I'm just like doing this thing where I'm not really on my phone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great timing, babe. <laughs> the, the, do you know what the funniest thing is for me? I felt as though like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like making content. I'll be like editing. I'll be putting stuff out the whole time. But mm. then when you started messaging me about things, I'm just like, <laughs> I am on my break. I am <laughs> chilling out. I am going to dive into this water and live on a yacht. <laughs> Every time I asked you something, like I'd be like, what do you think for the caption? You'd be like, oh, anything. I just like my brain, just like my brain just can't like, I'm just like not in the zone. And so I just send you stuff and you'd be like, yep, yep, yep. Just do that. Just do that. I did feel bad because as soon as I got back, I went heavy into podcasts. You know, like. Don't feel bad. Like on Thursday when I came home, I was literally like, okay, what are we doing? What are we going to blah, blah, blah. We need to have a meeting now. I'm like going to post everything. Like, (laughs) yeah, everyone listen. Everyone review this. Everyone go on that platform. Because I felt like I wasn't pulling my way. And even Lena and I were talking about it and she's like, Let's talk about the fact that you just haven't posted for the last (laughs) week. (laughs) Okay, but that is an amazing entree topic to start with. Mm. The fact that you live on the internet, we both live on our phones and because we like genuinely enjoy our work, we don't feel like we need a break and so you did go expecting to make content prolifically while you were over Mm. there and then suddenly your body was just like, no. no. I was just like, no. I Tell was us just, about it. Well, I think we're going to get deep dive into the whole holiday vacation thing next episode. But for me, I didn't think I needed a break. But once I was there, I really wanted to immerse myself in the travel, like mm. in the, in Greece, uh, like being on a boat, like jumping into the water, waking up in a different bay, going to Tavernas and just enjoying my friends, like mm. the company of my friends, like SJ, who is my best friend. She lives in London. I haven't seen her for a year or so now. I haven't second visited. Second best friend. <coughs> Whatever. Second- <laughs> yes, Sarah. <laughs> well, she's my millennial best friend. You're my boomer friend. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just no. never going to let that go. But, yeah, so I, I I made a conscious decision that I wanted to spend more time with her. And I, I do this thing where I think people expect me to be online a lot more than mm. I am. But... With me, yeah, you, I'm online a lot, but when I make the content, I'm done and then I dive yeah. back into like real life. I'm not someone who's constantly like 
online. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm yeah. the same. Like we spend a lot of time on the phone editing and doing the posting, but then once it's posted, it's like, okay, now my phone like literally gets thrown into the ocean Yeah, and I will not see any notifications in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the holiday was really lovely. We'll definitely dive into that and all the other things that happened while I was there. <laughs> What's a long pause? <laughs> well, there was a couple of things slash guys that happened while I was there, but we can go into that. How was your week? Tell me about you. It was amazing. It was lovely to have you back because we didn't really know like how this was going to go and it was so spontaneous and we didn't like celebrate it actually launching together. Mm, mm, mm. So it didn't really feel real. And then you came home and like the first day that you were home, we were together just like going yeah. through the charts and like oh. all the stuff. And we got like messages from like the actual podcast platform. You know, it was just yeah, really yeah. nice. What, what, were we in what was it? News and New, new and, and Noteworthy? No, yes, on Apple. Yeah. And then on Spotify, we, we charted on the overall charts, which I was like, Oh, my God. It was so exciting. And, like, the messages that people have been sending that they yeah. really enjoy. It's, like, such a nice break in their ears and, like, it's something different in a sort of environment that's quite saturated. You know, it's nice to hear that people still found our, you know, feasting unique. That was really nice. Yeah, I think for – I think what really comes across – for us is that we don't know what the fuck we're doing and exactly. we're just like <laughs> <laughs> we're still like oh my god <laughs> but i kind of think the chaos is what's nice because like there is a lot of stuff out there that's very structured and yeah. very routine and we're just kind of like so hello it's just us two <laughs> chatting this shit about nothing but so other other than that that was like a really lovely part of the week it was my husband's birthday that was really nice but i'm at the other end of what you have just come back from mm -hmm. i I am about to go away. So I'm at that like. You're going to shut down, aren't you? And I'm going to have to do I'm all the totally posting. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, when you felt bad, I was like, I don't think you need to feel bad because I'm about to hand the baton over to you. Babe, the funniest thing is when you come back the week after I go to New Zealand. So oh my God. it's just going to be back and forth between the two of us. I kind of feel like we knew this was going to be it though. Like <laughs> chaos and us not really being in the same place at the same time. But I'm at that stage where. You know, just before you go away and you were like this in that whole week, just before Grace when we prepping. made the show, well, you're just prepping. You're just yeah. like all the stuff you need to get, like, you know, I don't know, just organizing mm. everything that you need to close off before you leave. Like what do you physically need to do before you go? I got everything waxed, everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I haven't really done that. Because I've got a butt person. If you want that. For the K-hole. No. For the K-hole. We're not going to call my K-hole. Khan's sideshow is going to be called K-hole. Absolutely not. Oh. But, yeah, I just – I'm at that, like, semi-burnt out phase where you just go hard mm. for that last seven days because you're like, I know I'm going to be away, so I'll just double do everything it, and squeeze in, like, your boundaries go out the window in the last week before you so, go away somewhere. So you're going to Italy, yeah? Yeah. Only Italy? Only Italy. Good. So we have a wedding. Yep. And we only just got back from the last wedding that was in the UK and that's when we did Egypt. So we're very lucky to be okay. going away again. Why are all your friends so bougie that they just have these overseas <gasps> I weddings? No. Well, I feel like it wouldn't normally be this many weddings. It's just that they've all been postponed. Oh, banked up from COVID. Yeah. So I think normally they'd be spread out, right? <coughs> COVID. <laughs> Oh, my God, that was a wild two and a half years. I've blanked it out. I've mm. really blanked it out. Like, I feel like it's PTSD. It's just gone. Those years don't count to me. No. That's why I'm 27. <laughs> That's why I'm not a boomer, <laughs> Khan. <laughs> I'm still a boomer. <laughs> Your eyebrows look really good. 
Like, did you just get them laminated? No, I just brushed them with a like brow. Okay, so you're like, my brows always look like this. Yeah, I just like woke up like this. No, it's because I've been like, because I knew we were filming today. So I like made myself present. (laughs) You're just not used to me looking nice because I always look feral. I brought makeup with me and I was like, (laughs) my body can't deal with putting something on right now. I'm just going to sit here and just like not participate. How's the jet lag? (laughs) I didn't even think that I was jet lagged, but I had a friend's birthday, Jack. I'm just not going to say anything else besides from that because we've mentioned. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, I've got, I had my friend Jack's birthday. Oh my God. The funniest thing. I turned up to his house on the wrong date for his birthday. What do you mean? So his birthday party was on the Saturday. You told me it was on the Friday night. (laughs) And I turned up on the Friday night. You said in the recording it was on the Friday night. Oh my God. I literally knocked and he came down. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, is today not your birthday party? And he's like, no, it's tomorrow. were you dressed and everything? I was dressed and I was so angry when I got there. He's like, why? I'm like, because his outfit was for this and now I can't wear it tomorrow. Only he saw it. Yeah, but I, I, no. No. But anyway, so we ended up having a couple of drinks together for two hours. And I was like, how did we just end up? Like, I only had two drinks. But we were there for two hours. And I was like, I'm going to go home now. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But it's. I'm going to be back tomorrow night, though, for the actual party. But how is this? (laughs) I was a day early. And on the day of his actual birthday, I was two hours late. Nice. (laughs) So you're really just all over the freaking shot right now. I, I went and had a nap. That went for four and a half hours. Babe, it's, you're not a napper really. No, I think my, my sleeping pattern's really off. Today I woke up at 3.30. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're really jet lagged. Yeah, but like it's weird. Like because I was saying that like on the Saturday when I was hungover as well. So like the, <laughs> yesterday it was like jet lag, hangover, not dealing with life. And usually when I go out for drinks, I'm like, yep, looking forward to my hangover tomorrow so I can make a hangover meal. Yeah. I was so hungover that I didn't do a hangover meal. I got out of bed at eight o'clock. Mickey <gasps> sent me a text being like, yep, hangover dinner tonight because he flew back in and he said he was oh, arriving at 6.30. Home. Yes. Yeah. So he was like, oh, let's do a hangover dinner. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And I called like, you and you were like, hello. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You're like, I, I, I actually almost didn't do a lunchbox. I had no ingredients. So I was like, I'm not going to go to the market. I'm not going to do anything. And then I felt really guilty that Mickey came back and he was going to work and that there was no lunchbox. <laughs> so I made him a lunchbox at 12.30. <gasps> Stop it. So when I was alive again at 9, 8.39, I made myself dinner. And then I cleaned the house a bit and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a lunchbox really slowly. <laughs> Really slow, multi stage. Okay, so we are definitely going to do a whole main course on travel because mm-hmm. there's so much to unpack from your trip. There's so much we've had some like and horror stories. I want and all the horror, horror stories. stories. We've had some hilarious submissions, so we're definitely going to discuss those in another episode. But we have another main course for today. But first, we have one more entree item which cannot go unmentioned. Yeah, because it's a, it's it's quite a large entree. It is a lot. <laughs> Well, Uh, you know what? To my standards, not that big. (laughs) (laughs) We've already been through how you would have a penis reduction if you could change anything about yourself. For anyone who's listening, we discussed Botox filler, nip tucks, and we asked each other in a deep vulnerable (laughs) moment, we said, what would you change about yourself? And Khan just dropped that he'd get a penis reduction. (laughs) So that's kind of relevant. Yeah. So we were together on the first day that you came home doing a live. Alive, but that came up. Literally doing a live as per. And someone randomly goes, you need to look at Tommy Lee's page right now. And it had nothing to do with anything we were talking about. 
And we just ignored it. And yeah. then they, they kept saying it. And I was like, oh, God, fine. I'll go and look at it. Wasn't expecting a full frontal dick pic. Oh, my God. Okay. There, there's many things that I have to dissect from that. Like, obviously, I don't have the fucking photo, so I'm not just going to like. But what I do remember is there were tattoos of guns. There were tattoos. There were tattoos. Everywhere everywhere. except on the member itself. Yeah, but like these guns, they weren't completed guns. So like you've got like the so you've got like the the end of the pistol or whatever it was, but it was just like kind of shaded out and it blurred out. And I was like, really interesting, because I reckon you got that tattoo in the 90s when pubes were a massive thing. (gasps) Or the 80s, whatever, when pubes were a massive thing. So obviously the gun stopped at his pubes, but now it's like 2022. And so he's like kept it really neat and the gun's kind of just like just above. <laughs> just unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like kids. We were like school, like squealing. You and I were just like, what? Well, because it's on? Instagram. It's not Twitter. It's not like these other platforms where, you know, there's just dicks everywhere. And it was like so graphic, like so graphic. I was like. It wasn't I a bad dick pic. I don't <laughs> think that I'm approved, right? But I was shocked. I was like falling off my chair. Like I couldn't look directly at it. I couldn't look away. I found it really funny. It was hilarious. It was, and like he's like old man. He's like doing well for his age. Let uh, me just his check. Bo- his he's body- 59. Really? He's 59. Maybe he's should, doing well. Um, judging by that photo, maybe I have to change my upper age bracket as far as <laughs> I'm willing to date. I mean, like, <laughs> like good on him. You know, m- most people would be mortified if, if a photo like that came out of there. He could be pretty proud of that photo. But, like, well, it stayed up there for so long. But we need to talk about the fact that, like, it's not the first time that his penis has been on the internet. It isn't. And, like, that's all the news articles are, like, Tommy Lee's birthday suit is making the rounds again. again. Like it's always again. I'm like, wow. It, it was up there for a while. Ages. It was like three and a half hours or something. I'm like, what? I just can't believe it. So I'm I like, mean, is, is Instagram asleep? I think so. Or Instagram was just like enjoying it. Like just yeah. having a little, like having a little funsies. That actually could make a lot of sense. Maybe the people who moderate Instagram were like, you know what? This is going to make headlines. We're going to leave it there mm. for a little bit longer. I mean, when we were looking at it that night, I kept refreshing thinking like it's going to be gone and it just wasn't gone. And so we just kept looking. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the news articles are about the mismatch and, you know, inequalities mm. in how women's photos like that are policed versus men's i think you can listen to those conversations a lot of other podcasts have covered that go and listen to that but we were just like all of that aside hilarious yeah look look it is really interesting like what instagram chooses to censor and how fast they do it but saying that i feel like there was just a couple of people who knew exactly what was going on and they were like we're leaving it yeah let's just see what happens yeah and, and i think that was a like it's speculation like we we don't know i don't work in instagram i don't work at meta but um, I just feel like if I was the owner, I would be like, yeah, you know what? You just let it, you let it through. I'll let it play out for a tiny bit longer. <laughs> like, let it play out. <laughs> Let's but see like, where this goes. <laughs> I also wonder, like, my first thoughts were, A, like, 59 years old, that is, that's doing well. Mm. But B, what was in his brain? Oh, like, just did totally. he just decide I'm going to do this? Was it an accident? Did he know that it was uploaded? Did, like, like, I just laugh so much thinking about him watching it all unfold. You know what? I think he's a rock star. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's like, I've been through it all. Like, I've what done a flex. It all. It's just like, here's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, look, it was just a bit of entertainment, you know, in a in a in a week of like lots of you know stuff in the news. What that was think? just a bit of fun. You know what? What do you think? Slide into our DM. So hit us up at. Pod on Instagram. We would love to hear what you have to say. Give us a follow. Give us a little, you know, just give us some information. Tell us your opinion. Yeah, tell us some thoughts and reflections. And don't send us your own versions. Just just some thoughts. Well, okay, don't send Sarah them. But yeah, but you can send to Kain on whatever you like, but don't send Facebook anything. Did you just say that I literally went, ah! <laughs> You're like, okay, I take back what she said. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I mean, that was a fun one, Trey. That I was- just wanted to talk about it. I just was like, I just need to debrief about this. No, I totally agree. All right, well, entrees are done now. On to our main course, talking about entertainment. We have a very, very amazing guest. And at this point is usually where we would talk about our sponsors. But again, we've chosen not to take on any sponsors for a little while. So instead, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no, I guess just Facebook. Like that's what I'm plugging to everyone else. But uh, yeah. if you guys are here already, you already know about it. So are you ready for main course? I'm ready for main course. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure that our main course today has the right bits for the hunger that you get, but that's also part of the conversation. So I'm so excited that today's main course is called Sex, Silliness and Samantha Andrew because our guest is Samantha Andrew. Hello. Hello. Thank you for the fun alliteration. I love being the main course. If I was a main course, I would be a bowl of gnocchi. Would you yeah, really? Really fluffy potato gnocchi explain with explain like more. a with a really simple napoli i sound so aussie napoli <laughs> napoli napoli sauce. napoli sauce now are you are you vego or vegan i'm vego vego but oh look i eat salmon too much to say that don't <laughs> i pesco um pesco unfortunately. that's also very melbourne because i'm pesco in yeah. my mind as soon as you said gnocchi all i could think about was sage and burnt butter it's the Love best. burnt butter sauce. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, that would <laughs> so be this is why she couldn't be vegan. It <laughs> would be burnt butter gnocchi. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So, um, guys, Samantha Andrew is a literal icon. Oh, literal icon. Both You're getting fangirled from both directions. Yes. You need to multi-directional sandwich. The energy in this room is palpable. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so, welcome to the feast. Thank we're you. still brand new at this, so we don't really know what we're doing, but we're so excited to talk about everything Samantha. And you're our first Aries theatre kid. Beautiful. I hope I'm the only one as an Aries. I do believe I that mean, you're not just the only be Aries in the room. You're an Aries? I'm not a theatre kid, though. You're not a theatre kid. I was kind of like a. You're theatre oh, adjacent. You're kind of theatre yeah. theater adjacent. Theater adjacent. I was a dance kid, so like theatre adjacent. Jason, I'm sorry, 100%. but the word adjacent must be one of the most LGBTQIA plus <laughs> words that you could actually say. I love adjacent. <laughs> I love adjacent. I just love a long word that makes me sound smarter than I am. Absolutely. You are incredibly intelligent. Oh, thank okay, you, so mate. let's start there. McKinnon okay. Secondary, very <laughs> high way back. enter, very high, which is now ATAR for those youngins who are younger than I, I am I, at I, this yeah. point. I knew that it was an ATAR. So. How do you know my ATAR? I just... I'm very good at research. I'm a former lawyer. Holy hell. She's a boomer. This is I am not a fucking boomer. <laughs> She's a boomer. I'm not. Are we all millennials on this mic? I think I would like to say I'm a millennial. I think we are. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. Now, mate, I'm a millennial. I'm a zillennial cusp. Oh. Don't let the smiley face earrings fool you. (laughs) I am not Gen Z, but I do wish I was. You're very Gen Z literate, though. You're Gen Z adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb. Your comedy is very translatable. No, to thanks, Gen mate. Z. I, I do actively reject all my millennialisms and don't ever want my videos to be like, don't talk to me until I've had my morning coffee. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> I'm Gen Z, I'm Gen Z, I'm Gen Z. Anyway, sorry. We just need to go back. You just did a deep dive on my life. You know that mm. I went to McKinnon and you know my ATAR. Yeah. I make it my business to mm. know about our guests so yeah. I can really, I like to pull out the really interesting <laughs> bits that, because we were talking just before we came yeah. on air, that there's stereotypical questions that people on podcasts will ask yes. an iconic guest like mm. yourself. Oh. And I'm like, I on Feast, we want to talk about the stuff that doesn't get talked about that much. That requires Please. research. Please, let's do it. Do you know what's really funny about what Sarah does, though? Yeah. She sends me pages. Like, she sends me full pages of, like, background knowledge. So, right here, I've got <laughs> Victoria College of Arts, Bachelor of Fine Arts, Contemporary Music, Jazz, and Improv. <laughs> yep. Got I go all the way, babe. It's oh, a full feast. We've got some information about 2016, which we'll get into. What the... Yep. Writer, comedian, TikTok, content creator, m- working on a musical... Like live shows, comedy festivals, no hat, no play, shit wrecked. Like all of the things. All the details. All of the things. <laughs> I love a dot point. I love a dot uh, point. Let's connect all the dots. Okay. I'm down. So, right. ba- so back to the beginning. Yeah, back to the beginning. Nerdy kid-ish. That's also theatrical. Yes, not nerdy in maths and science. Let okay. it be known to the court. Absolutely not. No, I was <laughs> very. For the record, no, take I was that stuff. kid in. Yeah, <laughs> I was that kid in high school that was like at every chance I could. I was like, I've actually, uh, Miss Miss Anderson, I've actually got a singing lesson. So I have to. <gasps> no, I have a singing lesson now, and I have to sing "Part of Your Wealth" from Little Mermaid. So I'm going to go now, and they're like, we're literally doing trigonometry. I'm like, that doesn't concern me. <laughs> but but it- Ariel's ballad does. <laughs> is it not the best feeling when you're in class and you're like, sorry, I have to go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, sorry, I have to go perform on the morning show. Sorry, I have to go. The, like the, my school were like, go away. I was so in your go face, kid again. I know. I'd probably like if it was allowed, I would have worn my character shoes to school. I would have been like, sorry, I need to break them in for the musical. Yeah, yeah? then I need to break later. them in. So what I'm hearing is that you're really shy. Mm. Yeah. A wallflower, super shy. That's super what I shy. thought. I was like, you know, how are we going to get her out of her shell for the show? Like, <laughs> my mum and dad. Well, this Shit. is like their story, my origin story of like how non-shy I was. What language? You said I was intelligent. The anti-shy. Go back. The anti-shy. Apparently, when I first was uh, toilet trained, and I, my mum <laughs> bought me these like bananas in pyjamas underwear like you know the packet <laughs> underwear the, like the rolled Cute. packet and apparently we're at, we were at like La Poqueta probably in like Brighton and I stood up <laughs> on the table in front of the whole restaurant to show them and went, everyone I got new underwear today and then the waitress was like well she's very confident isn't she <laughs> to my mum so yeah so you're painting a beautiful picture of your childhood yeah we're, we're seeing the theater kid come we're through we're seeing the theater kid strong. come through but yes to answer your question huge theater kid in school did all the musicals did all the plays did music drama voice all the things and there was nothing else you never considered like oh. I think for artistic oh. children when you get a good ATAR, there's a lot of pressure to like do the conventional thing, mm. totally or, like, the sensible thing. How did you totally. resist? I was that? I had considered doing teaching as well, so I went to some open days for teaching. I'll never forget my beautiful dad, <laughs> so like academic. I'm like worked at NAB and was like a banker. And, oh my gosh, and he goes, corporate. corporate dad, and he goes, all right, Sammy. Let's go to some open days. So we go to these open days. We go to VCA. He's like, you know, he's been there. He's been through the ringer of like proper uni. And we go to VCA and they're like, good afternoon, students, uh, potential students. We will now do a performance um, our first year, first year ensemble. And all of these guitarists came out and played their guitars upside down. And my dad was just sitting there and he's like, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's good that it's at Melbourne Uni, isn't it, Sammy? Melbourne Uni is quite a good uni. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just the wank of it all. I'm like, Dad, you don't get it. And he just spent 80 k yeah, And he just spent 80 k to learn how to play guitar. So down. 
And did you? Absolutely not, but I did voice. Oh, my God, voice at VCA. I could go on f- about that for years. So voice was your initial training? Jazz voice. Yeah, <gasps> not acting. Wow. She's classically trained. Yeah, jazz scoop it up, like jazz jazz. Like full scat. Jazzy McJazz scat. Wow. But it That's was like my one very jazz word like – Scat in my world is different. Is poo. Is poo. Yeah. So yeah. it's poo and jazz music. Yeah. English yeah. is wild. English is wild. It's so wild. I'm like, when you said scat, I was like, no, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> or yes for you. No, no, definitely not for me. Yeah, you're like, okay. Yeah, VCA was, we're going in on a tangent, but VCA was this very. This is a tangent. Yeah, no, I'm obsessed. It was just very, like there were classes where we would do like an improvised solo, but like on one note. For 20 what? minutes. Wait. So they were so- like, we just want to, I'm, I'm shitting on VCA. I fucking love VCA. But they were very like, we just want to explore like, you know, like an A flat. There's so much to <laughs> an A flat. So would you just sing A-flat. one note? Yeah, it'd be like. Da, da, da. Like, but I'm a singer. So I've got all these different like sounds I can do. But I had to listen to a guitarist be like, like this is not an A, I don't even know if this is an A flat. But like, like <laughs> dong, dong. I like playing on <laughs> I don't even know just if that like, was an octave. Just like in different octaves. Oh, yeah. And yeah. just playing with the harmonic. But the same note. And we'd all be sitting there being like, yeah, that's like quite I beautiful. said octave because I know music. I know. You do. <laughs> well, you want to have like one keyword for each area of knowledge and we just drop it so well, no, at like, the right time. Look, I I also studied music in high school, not in, not yeah, in yeah, uni, yeah. Not like, but like, so I kind of do know music terminology. Mm. I was just never good at it because I got really jealous of people who had like perfect pitch and like, sure. you know what I mean? Yep. I was more like... I'm learning how to sing and play drums. So I did that for a couple of years. Yeah, but like awesome. I am so jealous of people like yourself who kind of discovered that early in their life, drama, music, yeah. like performance, because I felt like all of those people were super confident all the time at school. Yeah. And I would just be like, doop de doo doo And now look at you though. You're a fucking star. Thank you. Like truly, you are. I'm fangirling to be in this room right now. And I'm in a sandwich of talent, so yeah, oh, truly. Oh, you're too kind. Anyway, back to my deep dive. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, but seriously though, like where did no. the theatre come from? Because where did the track, like I often, I get really fascinated about yeah. pathways and mm. the dots connecting. And yeah. so from classic, not classical, but like from jazz vocal training yep. to then theatre acting yep. and the career you have now. Yeah. How did that happen? So VCA, whilst I was, you know, saying that it is wanky, it's also like it was really hard work. And some of the people that I studied with are like, the finest musicians I know today. Mm, mm. But I knew that for me, I always had that love of comedy and I always really wanted to like let that like flame burn, you know. And I just remember constantly in uni like writing funny songs and they're like, this is great but this is not because we would have to write our own music as well. Mm, mm. And they're like, this is not (laughs) jazz, this is not our degree. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then I left uni and – two of my creative friends like messaged me like, hey, we want to write a cabaret about being a bisexual woman and we we need music for it. Mm. Do you want to do it and perform with us? And I went, it's that classic thing of like it was such a sliding door moment because my instant reaction was to be like, oh, no, I couldn't possibly do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But I went, okay. And then we started writing together and we I remember the first song that I wrote I was like, it was like the dead of summer. It was so hot. It was like 40 degrees. I was like sweltering at my piano and I started writing this song 
called do I want to be you or do I want to fuck you and it was like a <laughs> Destiny's Child style like number about this girl being in general pants being like trying on these jeans and the sales assistant being like you look so cute and she's like thank you I love you um, and then I was like oh this is really fun like comedy music is fun and my biggest thing has always been even if I'm going to write the silliest song about that pair that's in front of us right I want the music to be really sophisticated mm. and like right. either be a huge banger or be really emotional or be really you know whatever I want it to be I yeah. really want to hear that song yeah, I'll yeah. have to find a recording yeah, and give I it think to you that guys. Really we should drop yeah. it into the episode. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, and now I look back at that and I was like, oh, what a banger. And I look back and I remember the first demo that I recorded of it. <laughs> I was listening back and I was like, oh, the oh, the verse and the chorus have the exact same melody. Mm. <laughs> Radio. Well, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so come a long way. But um, yeah, so then I started working in the world of like cabaret and writing and self-devising work and then comedy just kind of comedy's always like seeped through i've yeah. maybe i find it a little bit hard to be earnest so maybe that's something i, know. <laughs> I need maybe to unpack a with a therapist yeah maybe, maybe it's instead of therapy yeah maybe it's maybe i'll write a song about that yeah, yeah. the importance of being <laughs> earnest but the, the ballad yeah a, a lot of songwriters write that say that, that they, they use songwriting as a way of therapy yeah. to deal with their lives totally yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. i also just yeah. love how it still uses so much of your technical studies. Mm. Like I always think even if you don't go into the thing you've studied or that you started in, yeah. it's never a waste because you'll always use it in ways that you never expected. So you're still riding these bangers. Totally. But just the natural inclination of yours to be funny is also like laid over the top now. Yeah. And I think like for the first, you know, show that I did, Baby Bye 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 with Eddie and Belle, I worked with a male producer, my very great mate, Max, who is just, he, we started a VCA together and he's beyond musical. And it would be like us sitting in a studio and me kind of like singing things and being like, I want the beat to be like, dum, dum, whatever. And then he would like make the things happen. Or I'd be like, I want a synth to come in here and I want it to be like this. Or I want it to be these notes and I'd sing it. And then I was like, I remember I had like a development workshop with this amazing songwriter and composer. And she was like to me, you got to try and do it on your own as well. She's like, because if the second you become self-sufficient enough mm. to like produce your own music as a woman is so empowering. And this is not like Max is, you know, obviously very proud of me for doing this. And he he was very much like, yep, off you go after we did that first show together. But I remember going, no, I'm going to learn this skill. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to produce. And I am by no way means the same as like the, not the bros, the people on Ableton that are like, you know, producing bangers. Mm -hmm. I'm not like Phineas. Is it Phineas? Billie Eilish's brother? Phineas? Phineas? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm not, I'm not producing. <laughs> oh, my God, we're old, aren't we? We don't know um, who that is. We're yeah. old. We're yeah. definitely millennials. We're just, like, we're just, we're just millennials staring at Keep Calm and Carry On posters. Yeah. Like, good one. Um, yeah, so now now I produce it all on my own and it's so empowering as a woman to to do that. And for a while I was like, I couldn't possibly learn how to produce. And then I went, well, I'm just going to do it. And over lockdown, I, you know, I'm still on garage band. I, I think there's a good <gasps> place for garage love band. Garage band. I, I love garage band. I do too. I started podcasts. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Handy. Garage band, garage band's great. And I'm pretty sure logic is just like a fancy version of garage band. Anyway, I'm still on garage band, but I'm hopefully producing good stuff. I don't know what I'm saying there. <laughs> But, well, look, look, I find like, logic really hard. No, I'm on GarageBand, but I'm better than GarageBand. Like, I've no, still got a long way to go. GarageBand yeah. is fine because it's easy to use. The interface is really easy for like people to yeah. learn off. And like once you get comfortable with it, it just becomes such a like, yeah. it takes no time. 
Totally. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Once you've worked it out, it's the same with everything. Like, I try to use logic for yeah. a long time and then I tried Ableton because I used to be a DJ. Yeah, but I always sick. went back to being like, no, no. I, I like no no I like my OG no yeah. I'll stick OG. with GarageBand and then download the BBC Orchestra Suite which will make my laptop have an aneurysm but we can't function I'm like load the presets load the patches I'm musical no so we were talking about comedy a little bit earlier yes. and you said that that always kind of bled through everything yeah. that you did when did you start creating your own skits yes in in lockdown. In lockdown. Yeah. So 2020, obviously all my live shows were cancelled. No Hat, No Play, The Cabaret, which we can go back and talk about, which is the first show I wrote with Mel, mm. my now creative partner. We were all booked in to perform and then COVID happened and we were like, fuck. And I had nothing to do. And I was like just teaching from home on Zoom with for a choir, which was the only thing that I was really doing. And I was like, well, I was like, I was on TikTok and kind of just scrolling around. I was like, I guess I could just like post a funny video, but I, I, I really do mean this. Like I post it and I was like, it, genuinely it'll get 20 likes. It'll be my mates mm. that follow me. And then it went viral and I was like, Oh, this is fun. Like, I feel like so funny. Addictive is it? It's a, oh my God, the dopamine. Is, <laughs> it's really, it's so addictive. No, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in this studio in Windsor right now and be like, no. And it's like, it's like, I went viral, but it's not about that. I was like, no, it was the most it's addictive feeling that. in the world. You refresh and it's like, followed, followed, <laughs> followed, yes. followed, followed. And I'm like, oh my God. Everybody loves me. Everybody loves me. <laughs> oh. And then, yeah, then I did part one and I was like, well, I'll just do part two. And then that went viral. And then I was like, well, I'll just do shop assistants in Australia. And then that far kept out, going so viral. It's so fucking funny. It's so Thank fucking you. funny. But do you know you. what else is interesting? I reckon so many people come to you and the first question they ask is like, what was it like to be viral? Yeah. And I am fascinated because you were already like a qualified producer. Mm. Yeah. who had been writing comedic shows. Yeah. Like not that you can't be funny without those qualifications, but it's interesting that whole like overnight success thing yeah. is usually like decades in the making, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's like she's not just funny by accident. Like you've been writing funny shows that people buy tickets to. Thank you, mate. Before that, you know? No, I appreciate that. And I think one great thing about TikTok as well is there's those people and then there are the people that are like, just fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they're like 16 in Geelong. They're like, I'm going to tell a funny story about this time that I did this. And everyone's like, I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. But, they're, but they might end up working as a carpenter or they yeah. may end up working mm-hmm. as a librarian, but they're just the funniest person in the world. What, what I find is when you see people like that, that don't have the consistent kind of skits coming out mm. that, yeah, cool, that it goes viral, but then it disappears because you're yeah. known for like two or three things. But once you you get to the stage where you're making consistent skits, yeah. it becomes this is what I'm known for. Yeah. This is how the career continues from there. Yeah. But do you find that really difficult then to kind of continually have new content to make? Yes. I feel I'm going to sound like a bit of a show-off in the sense of I feel like my brain is never like exhausted of mm. ideas. Mm-hmm. However often I've tried to maybe go a little bit more niche or there's something that I'll think is really funny. Like I remember doing this like shampoo parody commercial and I thought it was hilarious because I was like the magic school bus kids will visit your hair follicle because it'll be so clean. And everyone was like, nah. And I was like, all right, that's fine. But in the same way, it's like, it's very easy. I know what goes viral on TikTok and it's often you either play a mum or you play a teacher and it's easy to, and like I've done that before and, I know that when I do it, it goes really viral, but I'm sick of it. Like, yeah. And I just, and with no hat, no play, I think maybe I did myself a bit of a disservice for seven to eight months when we were writing the show. I didn't post any 
primary school content because it was going to be – I wanted people yeah. to wait for my show. Yeah. And then I saw that primary school content was going super viral online and I was like, fuck. But <laughs> that's fine. It mm. is what it is. But it's very easy to want to, you know, constantly – Give people what they want, yep. but you want to stay true to yourself as an artist. And I know it's just on TikTok, but TikTok is huge in, yep. its, in itself. So, yeah, coming up with new ideas, I don't struggle with that, but I struggle with like sometimes staying true to what I think mm. is funny. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I sound like, oh, get out my tiny violin. Like the things that <laughs> sometimes go. Down, babe. Yeah, Flip the, it upside down. The things that sometimes go the most viral that the, that the people like the most are the videos. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You know? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's really interesting that you you say that because I feel like we all know what goes viral. We yeah. all do. Yeah. We choose to a lot of the time not do it or bleed yeah. it once in yeah, every space two it or out. three weeks to Honey. be like, this is enough to give the reboot, but also this is not what I want to do because I know for me yeah. if I'm drunk or yeah. I'm hungover, yeah. it's going to go viral. But I choose to not make that content because I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want that to be the rest of my life. But that's it. And there are people as well that like play into what goes viral and they've created such a mega platform for mm-hmm. themselves. And I also take my hat off to them. But like I, I do like trying to try out a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm. I also think, and this is like we don't we don't have to get into this, the TikTok algorithm is completely changed now. Mm. And TikTok is very different to the way mm. it was. It's really hard to go viral now. It's really hard to get followers now. It's all kind of shifted. So at the moment, I think at the moment I've, I'm a bit like bitter and sad on the app. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still posting stuff out, but it's not like what it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know just, what you mean. You know? I love though that you're not just leaning into the things you know that are going viral because you do want to maintain the art in it. Like mm. you're yeah. you're like, no, there's viral and then there's likability, like enjoyability well, of the platform for you. That's it. And I think as well, you know, I've had every now and again some like either writing opportunities come up or I've met with some cool people from like certain like TV stations or whatever and they're like, oh, we loved this skit or we love that. And when I meet those people, I go, holy shit. Every video that I post on TikTok they actually has to be good yeah. because yeah. you never know there might be someone from Endemol Shine watching this <laughs> or someone from Fremantle Media watching that. And if I put out something that I think is like half-baked but like, oh, we'll probably go viral and like the Gen Zers will love it, mm. everything's a showreel. It's all part yes. of my showreel. It's literally just a visual like – yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's like a balancing act though for you as well because it's like you want to be making this content that does well because you want to keep your engagement up. You want to yeah. keep like the followers up. But then yeah. again, you want to keep your kind of spirit. Totally, yeah. totally. And I feel like I'm sitting in a sandwich of people that would totally get the whole branded campaign thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of brands that are like, we love Sam because she's so organic and funny. Organic. And we want, to, we want the organic funny Sam in this in this skit. And then I'll write the script. They're like, not like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, if you just wanted an ad, you could just, and you would. But it's, yeah. how annoying is it? Because like, <laughs> we know what content works for our audience, right? Yeah. I love you, like, so you know what content works for your audience totally. as well. And then you get asked to do a brief and it's like, okay, this is what I want to do with that. And they're like, okay, but we want to see like 10 minutes of you screwing this light bulb in. And it's like, Literally. that doesn't work. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to screw a light bulb in. Do your research. I know. And I just find it fascinating that like brands will spend and like love them. But brands, this has got nothing to do with like us being part of the video. This is just like on the brand. Like they will spend 200 grand on a campaign, mm. right? It won't even involve influencers. It'll be some kind of ad. It'll go live on TikTok and you'll open TikTok and the comment section will just be like, I'm picking a random brand out of 
dicked in it. They're just like, fuck you, Coca-Cola. Fuck your brand. <laughs> fuck this. That's so ugly. This song shit. This is the cringiest ad I've ever seen. You guys fucking suck. Like, Gen yeah, Z is so brutal. Mm-hmm. I Just the direct feedback. Imagine getting direct feedback on your ads like that. And then not changing the strategy though. And like then, not listening. Coca-Cola has I love Coca like that was random. It's not I don't have a vendetta <laughs> no, against no, but Coke. I know exactly what you mean because like there there was an ad that I saw. Yeah. And it was literally like they used someone that was quite notable, whatever, mm. but every single content was like, your brand shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, what's it's going brutal. on? And you can't yeah. just delete them because then people screenshot that. It's like a whole new world. Oh, but yeah. from the a enjoyability, <laughs> we, do we have a like the, the, the trio harmonization? Okay, so if you want to play Aladdin, mm. wait, is that the right? <laughs> yeah. Is this the right? Yeah. Jasmine. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I'll be the carpet. You'll be no, the carpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But okay, so from an enjoyability perspective, not yes. like a going viral, not the it's sure. a plat- it's a show reel, it's a platform for your career. Yeah. What are your favorite skits to make? Because you've got mm. some mate. Like my personal favorite is Juliana de London London Lunderson, just because oh, I know so you. many of them, and it's just I live in Melbourne, you know. It's 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 a whole thing, yes. and it's just <laughs> so, and the the seamless like switching. You've done it in person a few times where you're just like, "Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Juliana." And I'm like, I just can't even. Oh, thank you, Vogue. Yes, I can't even. <laughs> Like what are your favourites and maybe oh. maybe bring them to the feast table. Yeah. Who would you like to invite with you today? Oh, as in characters. My, my favourite sketch is to, I really love doing the If Dance Mums Were Australian. I love like making things Aussie. Aussification. I like any <laughs> queer sketch that I do. And yes. people are so funny because like and I did this sketch of these like two girls in in Mecca and one of them's like, hey, do you have any like smaller travel size versions of this perfume? And the girl's like, do you mean samples? And she's like, um, and then it's just this back and forth, like flirtatious <laughs> thing, but it's me flirting with myself. But all the comments are like, the chemistry you have with yourself is unmatched. And I'm like, and that's on being an Aries. I'm like watching and I'm like, wow, this is so hot and queer. I'm like, you're just watching yourself flirt with yourself. You fucking fool. Um, so anything that's queer and gay, I'm obsessed with. I like sketches with multiple characters and I like like very fast paced dialogue. They take a lot longer to film and write. So I do less of them. I'm not a huge fan of listicles, but people love them. Like, yes, okay. But today we're rating the top five mums on Mother's Day, but not yeah. that. But like, but, but the he, word but, listicle really gets up my goat. Like, it's yeah. just so gentle. What did you just say? Listicle. Listicle. No, what, th- what was that saying? It you, gets up my goat. Gets, gets up my goat? Yeah, up yeah. my goat. I, yeah. What's it's from Kath and Kim. It's from Kath and Kim. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't born in that era. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving you, asshole. Kath and Kim is one of the best shows. <laughs> It's to just, ever grace Australian screens. And that, I think Juliana, like, gives me like Catherine Kim. Fruit. Like, yeah. mm. Do you have a fur for your car? For your car. <laughs> yeah. Down the back, Napery. <laughs> Same to you. In the lacrosse, <laughs> yeah. Eh? Yeah. It's just um, a vibe. Yeah. So do you have favourite characters as well um, that you like, I like to bring out? The thing is I don't have a lot of reoccurring characters, mm. I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, there are a few. I like Juliana, but I can't even think of them. I think they all exist because – yeah, I don't know. It's more like the situation. It's more the situation or it's more the writing element is probably my – like I love performing it but I love the writing. Yeah, I don't know I'm, I'm going trying to it. figure out how you even edit that, like having multiple characters but you're playing them, which means that you have to be like what in a different – like 
look, yeah. like filming half of it yeah, and yeah, then yeah. filming the next half and then like trying to connect the first half to the second half and like the clips in between. It's, oh my God. It's also it's, all delivery. Like someone else could do it and it wouldn't be funny. No, Because you're kind. like making eye contact with yourself. Well, sometimes I think I'm making <laughs> eye contact with myself and then I'll go and edit it and my eyeline will be like one character's looking up at the fucking stars and the other one's <laughs> down in the dirt and they're like trying to have chemistry and I'm like, slay. <laughs> so, but no, that's very kind. I do love doing it. I'm all energized to do a TikTok today. Maybe I'll do something funny. Oh my god, funny! Maybe I'll do. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe I'll do it. So yeah. being funny on demand. This fascinates oh. me because some people okay. are really naturally funny in just their own personality. Yep. You are funny in your own personality and in characters that you write and situations you. that you write. When you're just like, I don't know if you have these. I'm pretty bubbly and yay, but I also have like yeah. emo depresso days, and yeah. I. That is not my funny TikTok filming day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. I've tried to film on a day when I got really sad news and then I was like, no, I still have to do it. And it was so interesting. I posted this video and someone commented. They're like, you don't seem like yourself today. I was like, what? (gasps) How did you know? I I was like, how dare you? Um, No. But, but you're I, also like crying in the video. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm, my American followers today, I'm trying Captain Crunch per, uh, perfume cereal. Oh my God. I love oh, perfume. Captain, I love Crunch perfume. And would my, be good. my mortality is just really, really funny today. Aye, aye, aye. Yes, no, being funny on demand. I had one time I was out interstate. I ran into these girls and they were like, oh my God, you're from TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> and then they came straight up to me and started filming. Like they went live or they started filming and they just put the camera in front of me and they're like, say something funny. And I was like, not the claw clip girlies coming with their camera and being like, do a skit. I was like, was it me at the Australian Open? But yeah. I was like, Samantha, I love you so much. And I've been a fan of you for a long time. So I was like, <laughs> truly. When you walked in. Yeah. Everybody was like, it's Matt Andrew. Oh my God, it's Matt Andrew. And we're all that just like, is, how do we go over and say hello without looking stupid? That at is the Australian so, Open, literally at this oh, event. Oh, I love it. And we lost our shit, like lost it. That is just crazy to even hear. But no. then it's also like you must get that weird thing where everyone does, like I was waiting for you to be funny. Like we all just watch you like – what Maybe comedic I'm- way is she going to walk from there to there oh over the God. sand pit? Like, like what would you do if you got me on the podcast and you like, like ask me a question? Oh, ask me a question. I'll do it like as as a role play. So, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of us when we fangirled you for the first time? Um, what did I think of you? Um, yeah, no, it was like it was nice. Um, I don't know, like, yeah, some people are <laughs> like that though when you meet them in person. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I find that, like, it's, like, if someone is like that, you can kind of force that energy to change. No, like, totally. You, know, you can kind of lead them totally. in a different way where it's, like. And some people are shy. I probably am yeah. coming across as really abrasive and egotistical on this podcast no, right now. No, not at but all. But, like, yeah, I think there there is a bit of pressure to be funny, but I just I just get to be <laughs> But nice. I just am funny. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm hilarious. It's all, <laughs> <I'm so funny. laughs> it's all just a oh, – people ask me what character I like doing. My boomer dad is just my dad and I am half my dad, so – Oh, yes, so that's, the whole, yeah. that's easy. Yeah, that just exactly. comes naturally. Yes. And people find that funny. So, But I also, I really love that you use your platform in between the skits and in between the comedy yep. for actually serious conversations, mm. particularly in the for the queer community in a safe way that like we all have a lot of questions around terminology. This is a whole new world. People mm-hmm. are finding out about things they've never spoken about before. There's new terminologies. like, yep. And you really educate 
through your through sharing so much about your relationship with Cody and your own journey. Yeah. So I'd love to chat a little bit about that. Of course. From the beginning, really. I mean, 18 years old, coming out as a lesbian was step one and there's been yes. many steps since then. So there has. How's that? The journey. Yeah. Then. I All hate right. the journey. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Boomer me just coming you out. You are. You are so fine. <laughs> it's called an adventure now. It's called an adventure. <laughs> so how did you choose your own adventure? Hi, and welcome to my queer adventure. No, I. <laughs> Can you please do it? Yeah. You know that gum so, video you did the other day that was like, everything is queer. Oh, wait, wait, me? <laughs> yes. What? I've got to find it. You did something a little while ago that everything was like. queer. I was in the rainbow capitalism one. It, it was like, everything we is queer. love pride. Yes. And literally gay all pride is good. and gay is good and if yeah. you are gay we love that bisexual not sure <laughs> yeah yes. anyway yeah. the month Favorite is over and we don't love yeah. it was anymore. the best it was the, the best. rainbow capitalism <laughs> every brand up my literal dick during pride being like <laughs> they're obsessed with sun and pride and i was like pack it up you literally sell tea towels oh, my dick <laughs> is the best thing i've ever heard you know what's really funny brands that doing pride would have all these like pride merch and then it's like hey where does that go and they're like what do you mean and it's like they keep it for next year no 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 as in like when they sell things, I'm like, what oh, are the profits? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, what do you Us. mean? And I was like, <laughs> like, are you donating any of that to anyone? Or is there just a rainbow on there? It goes into my cheek for a lot of It is offensive that they think that queers like wearing rainbow. <laughs> it is so... I hate it. I love I, my rainbow socks though. I want to so many no, rainbow socks. I feel that. But anytime I... Oh, I don't want to go to the queer clubs in a, the queer clubs. My age is showing in a V <laughs> in a V neck t shirt mm. with a rainbow. No, the biggest logo the, with the biggest logo that says "Love is love." <laughs> Love is love, <laughs> literally love. <laughs> I, do, you know, do you know what? This is really funny because no. I I did a I did a, an event for um, a brand, yeah, and um, I threw a, a, a pride party, mm. and it was funny because every person who wasn't part of the LGBTQIA plus community came in a rainbow, and all Mold. my gays and I turned up in black, in <laughs> like in Dion <laughs> Lee, in like Dion Lee with like harnesses, being I, like you. I was in a black Dion Lee harness. <laughs> And I came in like the brightest yellow sunflower. My thing beautiful ever. spoonful of Sarah Queen. I, I love you. I had a little like rainbow flag. I was like, I'm an ally. You Hi. always look immaculate, though. No, oh my god. No, you do. It's a, yeah, but it's just really hilarious. I think I said it to you. I'm like, this yeah. is such a gay thing to do, where we all just turn up in black. Yeah, <laughs> so and true. Matt and I, like the two allies, were like in the brightest colors we've ever worn in our lives, in solidarity for all you guys in your freaking monochrome. I was like, wow, wow. I can. I'm here trying to show my support <laughs> in my bright rainbow. Yeah. Bright oh, rainbow. Man. Where Sorry. were we? Oh, we, totally we were talking about you. my gay journey. Your yes. gay journey. Sorry. Chapter one. So chapter one. Me wanting to do as a comedy skit, but it's a bit heartfelt, so maybe I'll have to go back to being me. Oh, I mean, you can do Wouldn't both. want to be earnest. Yeah. <laughs> chapter one. Deflection <laughs> section. Yeah. Who's chapter earnest? one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've never dated her, but um, <laughs> may, maybe in this story I have. I don't know. Uh, that was the shittest joke I've ever said on my <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Chapter one was like, wait a damn minute, 2013, high school. I was like, I think I like women. I was like, um, but I like men too. I was lying at the time. I was, I just liked women, but I was like, it's just easier to say that I like both. Yeah. Anyway, 
met my first girlfriend on Tinder. She was the first person I matched with. And she was like <gasps> 10 Ks away from me. And I was like, it's on. We went on our first date. And then I got my dad to drive her home oh. because the buses weren't running. That's how cute and young we were. They couldn't, couldn't get possibly get the bus home from our lesbian date. Oh, so then so she, she got the bus home. And then I came out to my dad in the car and was like, after um, she'd gone. After she'd gone, I was like, so th- that girl was actually, so that girl was actually, well, because she was, we were actually on a date because I kind of like guys and girls and my dad just had the most beautiful response. I'm going very rapid fire through this, but like, we'll just go quickly. Anyway, came out as gay. Then, then came out as gay when I started dating her. I remember I went to my first like school party since high school with her and everyone was like, oh yeah, Sam's gay, Sam's gay. And then I came with her and they're like, oh. Oh, gay, gay. Oh, Sounds she wasn't. Gay. She wasn't kidding. Like she's, and then so then I dated women for five years, so 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 up to twenty eighteen, and then one of my partners, ex partners, now is non-binary. But anyway, only mainly dated women, hmm. and I was like, I'm a lesbian, and I really, really embraced it as my like identity and personality. I was like, and I, in a way as well, because I have to do everything to the extreme and it's theatrical and it's fun. And, and it's I Aries. Was, and it's Aries. I was mm. like, I'm a lesbian, but I'm femme and I'm a femme lesbian and I'm a lipstick <laughs> lesbian. And, and it was like, you just don't need to prove anything to anyone, girl. Just Combat kiss who you, yeah, just, yeah, kiss you, you want to kiss. It's okay. D- calm down. But um, No, I, I am doing it all the way. No, I'm doing it all the way. But I remember having a conversation and, you know, I really embraced it as in my personality as well. I don't know how like personal we should get on the mic but like I remember, we can, oh, we yeah. can we, edit this we, out we, but we, can go, uh, we don't it was also yeah. like because I was very femme it was like a very big thing for me I like really liked sleeping with women and being really dumb and being like not being a pillow princess and being mm-hmm. like yeah because I'm not a pillow princess and and yeah, just okay. anyway I'm not what you expect also yeah, this sounds <laughs> I recognize this sounds really performative I fucking love being gay well mainly gay but you know what I mean like I loved <laughs> and love sleeping with women. It wasn't like I was doing this weird performative thing where I was like, yeah, and I love it. And I hated it. I was just very. <laughs> you actually did love it. Yeah, yeah. I d- actually did love it and just very much embraces. I was a huge baby gay. Anyway, moving on. And then I remember being at a club and I met this like lesbian and she was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And she was like, oh, she rolled her eyes and she looked at me and she's like, girl, in five years, you'll be with a man. And I was like, <gasps> oh, this is the 2016 thing. Yeah, this is the 2016 thing. And I remember it stuck with me. And then when I met Cody, my partner, who is a trans man out at a queer club, and I met him and it was very easy for that kind of little sound bite to not like tri- trickle back into my brain and, and kind of, you know, make me feel a bit, mm, mm. a bit sad and a bit shit. And because I knew I didn't have to live my life based off what this one person said, but I felt like that reality was kind of coming true. Wow. So I had to re, you know, reanalyze my sexuality. And and I know I knew deep down that my sexuality would ebb and flow, but I think I'd really embraced myself as a lesbian. And then there was this man that I was like falling in love with. And then, yeah, Cody and I are still together now. We're in an open relationship now, which has been We've been doing that since kind of February. We've I love been, it. Yeah, I and so I've been. That. I love yeah, it. Yeah, which has been very nice being able to, to sleep with women again and go on dates with women because I hadn't for five years. And what? what yeah. Okay. Wow. So, so Sarah knows what my kind of thoughts are on open relationships, okay. and I love them. Yeah. Um, what do you have in place? Like guidelines? Are there rules? Yeah, we do. We do have guidelines in place. We're very. <laughs> open about what we're doing. <laughs> I know. 
but she's funny. There is cl- there is clear communication there. I've been in a relationship before where we it was an uh, don't ask, don't tell, which I think is a whole other kettle oh, of no. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas we are, Cody knows when I'm going on dates with people, and, and I know when he's going on dates with people. We keep each other in the loop with when we're going to be home. But it's also not all the time. Like we yeah, are yeah. each other's, you know, main person. So yeah. We've been together, we're still together now, but being able to explore that side of my queerness has been really, really lovely. And for me, it's not about sex, it's about that emotional connection with people and I just feel very lucky that I'm with someone that trusts me and I trust him with my, like, whole heart. Mm. I know as well that jealousy is a thing. I just don't, I'm not jealous when he goes on these dates with people because I trust him and I love him and we've built such a strong like a pillar, like such a foundation of a relationship that. But it's all about the communication. Yeah. Like if if those lines of a communication are open and you're being truthful to each other, then I don't think jealousy then exists there. Yeah. It's when you don't know what's happening. Mm. No, that that totally, kind of mm. totally. And I had a situation recently which was a bit unfortunate. I went, I spoke about my open relationship and then it got posted online, which is totally fine. But the context, people didn't get enough context for it. Mm. And I just got annihilated in the comments because I had said that the reason we opened up our relationship in February was because I had a crush on this girl and I thought that she was beautiful. And I was like, I need to do something about this. And then everyone's like, doesn't she understand that you can have a crush and not act on it? And I was like, there are so many more layers to why Mm, we opened up our relationship, but people just didn't. It's not just that. Yeah, Yeah, it's not just that. And yeah, now I'm wow. just so happy and, and I hope Cody's so happy. I mean, we've spoken about it and he's bloody thriving and he's so hot. Like he could get anyone. And I was like, babe. babe, the second you go on Tinder or field, it's all over. <laughs> like girls are going to be lining up in the what did you call, what did you say field fields What's it's fields? for open it's for open relationships oh, it's a I really it's queer fields like yeah. an open field, an open field. <gasps> it's very oh no arty. Like on the apps like <laughs> very like arty fashiony melbourne hipster vibes on okay. there a lot less conversations happen on that app i feel like maybe people are a little bit more cagey but that could just be my experience mm. wow. but tinder's great for women i love that your journey has gone from what now, like in this day and age is actually quite conventional, a mm. straight coming out as a lesbian. Like that yeah. is now quite vanilla yeah. in the spectrum of, of identity. Yeah. And we talk about identity a lot, all different kinds of identity, but particularly sexual identity and gender identity and the yep. difference between gender yeah. and sex and, sex and yep. preference and all that kind of thing. And I feel like you and Cody kind of cover a lot of different ground mm. in so many ways because there's, Cody's trans transition yep. and going on tea and then your identity as starting as a lesbian but then dating a man yep. and then going back to women in the open relationship yep. but then also in between Cody coming off testosterone yeah. to freeze his eggs and then going back on. Like there is just so many layers and I mm. yeah. A, wonder whether – you have such a strong relationship because you've had to face a lot more obstacles in a shorter amount of time than yep. the average couple. <laughs> and that makes you choose whether you want to be with each other. And, and you know, I feel like the more adversity you have early on, the more you can, yep. you, you figure out your communication really easily. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. B, you've had to confront your own identities in so many different like layers that no one else totally does. And Cody is so... Oh, he's just so emotionally intelligent and there's just no like judgment there because he so easily when we met could have been like, I am not getting into this with someone that is basically gay. 
Yeah. I'm not doing that. And I, mm-hmm. I've said this on mic before, like when, when I first met Cody and started to have these deep feelings for him, I went against every grain of my personality, which would be throw yourself into it, fall in love, make it a thing. I went, I'm going to pause for a second because I know that I really like you and I don't want this to be some like fireworks to nothing and situation. And then burn out quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like a complete burnout. And so I said I need time to think about this because I knew deep down I really cared about him. And I said to myself, I was like, if you see Cody in any way as like a butch lesbian, you can't do this because he's yeah, a man yeah. right. and I had experience with with dating and sleeping with quite a lot of butch women and I was like I that's just so unfair on everything that he is in his gender identity and but by being a man and then I went no I'm in love with this person and mm. I'm in love with everything that makes him feminine and makes him masculine and makes him Cody it was just very good to reflect on that and we've reflected on that situation mm, mm. and mm. I'm just really glad I, I took the time for that because I knew that I'd made the right decision. And even now in this open relationship, like I just look at him and I know just how lucky I am. Like he's 24, I'm 27, but he, he's he got the emotional maturity of like a 35-year-old, I swear to God. <laughs> that, yeah. So don't. That's not. Don't. Well, what? No, I was just going to say. I thought you were looking at me because you were like 35-year-old. I'm like, I'm not 35. <laughs> but I was going to say. We're not emotionally very mature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a high bar in this particular room. I have of no people. idea how old either of you are. I assume you're my- 82. 82. No, yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. Gorge. You, and Khan's 21. If you Google me, I'm 27. <laughs> and that would like, be incorrect. And we would just keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's an extraordinary, extraordinarily special thing, and yeah. very self-aware of you and emotionally mature of you to actually be able to identify that you could have been projecting butch lesbian onto Cody, yeah, and not mm-hmm. wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. Like some people aren't that fair in the way that they explore, of course, the, the limits of their sexuality and preference. Totally, totally. So often you do refer to yourself as gay. Mm. But did you in that initial falling in love with Cody and then going like entering into an actual relationship yep. feel like you had to then change that identification yeah. because Cody is a man? And, yeah. And mm-hmm. then did you have to like announce I'm not the raging lesbian I was Yeah, a little. You know what I mean? Like did you feel that pressure? A little. And it's that thing though. It's like labels can mean everything you want them to mean and nothing, nothing at the at exact same time if you want yeah. them to. But me and Cody make jokes and we're like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm bi now. And Cody's like, well, you just found the right man. And we, <laughs> you know, we, we, joke, we joke about that together. But I do feel with especially a lot of my like lesbian friends or really like in the kind of queer community, I was like, well, I'm with a man now. <laughs> but <laughs> I regret nothing. Do you know what? That's really interesting to me because then it's like, do those people then judge you and be like, well, you're not a lesbian. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, do you get that kind of judgment or that kind of like? Yeah, I think so. But I think Cody and I are still a queer couple. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's. Yeah. We st- but th- this is the thing that was very interesting or I was a little bit surprised by is, you know, when I would be walking hand in hand with like my ex-girlfriend at Chadston, sh- the shopping centre, um, <laughs> you'd get the kind of every now and again just like the double take from people. And this was back in like 2014, yeah. 2015. Mm. So people were like, oh, my time. God, lesbians. And I still do that. <laughs> when I walk past a queer couple, I'm always like, hello, I'm a big fan. Like, <laughs> you guys are cute. I support yeah, you. Cute. I support you. But um, what I didn't realise is when Cody and I walk hand in hand places, when we first started dating you'd get the kind of 
beautiful like nod and smile just from pensioners that are like oh <laughs> beautiful loves yeah yeah beautiful loves yes how good's young love i was like oh yeah we and when i'm in a queer space we actually look like a conventional like a conventional hetero, hetero, hetero couple. couple and sometimes that and that makes me feel really sad because i can imagine there are a lot of people that go to queer clubs that look like a hetero couple that aren't queer yeah. Yeah. you know or that are gender diverse or a, mm. like yeah and i just it's just shitty in that kind of sense, but it's a, if that's it's a the lot. biggest but problem I have, then yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> look, you, know? you know, when I'm at Chadston and I see pensioners holding hands, I always look at them and go, it's cute. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, and then the egg freezing. The I egg find freezing. this fascinating yeah. because I didn't know actually if you were on testosterone, if you could retrieve eggs that were like viable, Yeah, but that you had to come off tea and then you could go back on it. So did yes. Cody's... As much as you're comfortable of course, talking of course. for Cody, did Cody's like hormones change and like visual? Yeah, totally it did. Self start to change? And I'm going to say it in a very like casual way. So if you're listening and you work in IVF or queer fertility, I'm, I apologize if you're like that language is wrong. So I'm just going to give a general overview. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ka- Ka- Katie, my great boyfriend, Katie, <laughs> <laughs> Cody was on testosterone for a few years mm-hmm. and always knew that he wanted to have children. And he had said to me, I want to do this. I want to freeze my eggs regardless of if you want to have kids or not. I don't want mm. you to feel pressure, yep. you know, because it was quite early on in our relationship. And I said, no, you've got to do this for yourself. That's fine. I didn't even know as well, like you, I didn't know if it, that it was possible that trans people could freeze their eggs. Basically, we went and had some sessions at the Royal Women's Hospital and they were like, you're going to have to come off testosterone and go on estrogen. Which, <gasps> so it's like yeah, double so it's like, load of female yeah, hormones. Exactly. How long is that timeline for? That is such a good question. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. I think it was like just over six months. Yeah. Okay, so a while. Yeah. yeah I think it, you know, it would have to be because like you've got to have to give your body time to totally. kind of adjust. Yeah. And the physical changes and we document, but I would say to people if they want to know more to go to my TikTok because that's got the actual timeline there mm-hmm. and, and Cody speaks personally about his experience. But stuff that we've posted about on TikTok, uh, visually his face got a whole lot slimmer. He lost a lot of weight. Oh, wow. He started to feel like sadness as a first response, which is, this is just fascinating to me. This is separate to the egg freezing, but I remember Cody telling me this early on when we were dating and he's told quite a few of my friends as well, that before he was on testosterone, if he was on like a tram and someone bumped into him, his initial reaction would be to feel sadness. And then when he went on testosterone, if he, the same experience happened and someone bumped him, he would feel angry. (gasps) And I was like, that is just, isn't that just phenomenal how hormones work? And it was just so fascinating to hear someone with the experience of both both sides. sides. But yeah, so he went off testosterone and on estrogen. He felt he was a lot more emotional. Mm -hmm. It was also really hard. We were in like lockdown number four or five and- even getting to the hospital was a hard thing in itself. Like it was just a very emotionally charged time and I'm so proud of him because he he did so bloody well. But he ended up having to do three rounds mm-hmm. of the egg extraction because they didn't get enough the first two rounds and mm-hmm. that's quite common as well if yep. you uh, have been on testosterone for quite a while. But, yeah, the whole experience, the actual surgery itself takes like 10 minutes or something. It's so crazy. Wow. You have this whole build up. But he, yeah, so his face got slimmer. He felt sadness as a first response. So there's a few others that are all on on my TikTok and we kind of vlog the experience. And that was another thing as well because I said to him, I said, Codes, I didn't even know you could freeze your eggs. Yep. 
imagine how many people don't know that you could mm. freeze your eggs if you're trans or you have a trans partner. I said, do you want to document this on TikTok? And he said, yeah. And there were a few moments where I went, oh, I just don't want to feel like that influencer in the hospital. It's like, can we get that shot again where you walk into the hospital? Yeah. And I, but I, and I, but it's for but awareness. I, I know it's for awareness. And I very much appreciate that Cody was like, absolutely, let's do it. Let's let people in on this part mm-hmm. of my life. Even Cody's going on tea. Yeah. I went in one of those nights where you just go into like a vortex for like eight hours down someone's like life path. Yeah. I went like all the way back to the very first video and the voice changed. This is my voice one day on tea. This is my yeah. voice three months on tea and watched the entire progression because wow. I'd never seen yep. the example of someone who had recorded from the start, yep. their voice and face change. Like, I did not know you could change your jawline. Like I the know, and his hair, everything. His, his hair, once he went on testosterone, got thicker and curlier. There's like so many. I know it's it's absolutely but go crazy. and look at the videos. I'll send okay, you. I'll put okay. the link in yeah. the show notes because oh it's. This is and that's be why I wanted to ask you about it because I feel like no one knew that you know people yeah. that trans men could still have eggs that are viable. Like that stuff is so yeah. interesting. But unless you've heard of someone who's done it, how do mm. you know mm. what the procedure is? You know what I mean? Totally, totally. Yeah, amazing that you guys are sharing so openly. I know. And thank you, Cody, for letting me speak on behalf know, of you I was with all this say, stuff. Thank no, you, Cody, so much. Yeah. Oh, you guys are absolutely amazing. I love it. So now that, I mean, there's so much has happened in the last couple of years from that viral video to now, like, yep, this extraordinary career. And you can actually perform in real life again. So the incredible mm-hmm. comedy festival that was, I mean, I say just passed, it was a while ago now, like a couple yep. of months, but yep. Shitwreck came out glowing reviews what was it like to perform again and to have such a good response and like what's next yeah the just the best it was the best thing to perform again you know I love TikTok but performing like and live theater and live shows is my actual lifeblood I love it so much so yeah Mel and I we wrote No Hat No Play last year and that was our first show together and then Shitwrecked is our new one this year and it's about two girls that think they're on a party cruise and they rock up with all these like drugs and they're like well it's not about drugs but they rock up and they're like yeah we've got some Ritalin in our pocket let's fucking rumble and they're like this is the spirit of Tasmania like please and they're like party but we just we use the ship as a vessel if I can for just a whole bunch of songs and sketches so it doesn't it's loosely tied to the spirit of Tasmania like we've had some reviewers that are like it's great that the girls are charismatic because this is not tied to the spirit at all and they're like thank you so much um but performing live shows is the best thing in the world. The energy exchange from when like you sing your first thing and there's a funny lyric and the joke lands and the audience laughs, mm. there's no better feeling. Mm. Oh. Dare I say it's better than the refreshing and the followed by, followed by, followed by, <gasps> wow. followed by. Yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. something IRL is better than online? Yeah. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. Wow. Do you get nervous though? Do I get nervous? Like when you're performing? Yes, I get nervous for silly, silly things like our mics won't work or oh, the yeah. track won't load or I'll fall over, like, but never never the actual performance side of okay. things. And I think that's the best thing about being in a comedy duo is, well, Mel's one of the greatest performers I've ever known in my life. And so she just takes me under her wing and we just like ride the wave together. And you've got support. Like if you're working with a partner, you yep. know that there's someone always there to help you. If totally, totally. Do you ever yeah. get that the sort of weird lag between the first show and the reviews? It's sort of like when you upload a TikTok and then you're like, fuck, like is it going to go viral or is it going to get like yeah. Yeah. likes not that yeah. either of you ever get 200 anymore no. but like do you have that self-doubt of like 
is it going to land the way I think it lands? Or are you just like, I know I'm fucking funny? Yeah, no, there's a bit of a lag. And I think with this with this new show, Shit Rex, like our opening night, we it wasn't to the standard we wanted it to be. We really like were down to the wire and we really probably should have marketed it as a preview, but that's okay. You live and you learn <laughs> yeah. and we're just very hard on ourselves. But you get the instant feedback by if you go on Instagram and then people will yeah. reshare that they're at the show and sometimes reviewers also share if they're at the show. But, yeah, waiting for the reviews was a little bit nerve-wracking and it's that classic thing of, you know, with No Hat, No Play, we did it. We got all of these amazing reviews, like got called the future of Australian comedy. It was just like beautiful, beautiful reviews. And then oh, I know. That would feel so so I, it was so we you best believe it's just on our posters for the rest of the journey yeah. and coming off the back of Adelaide Fringe where we won best cabaret we were like all right we know this show's good so the pressure was on yeah which she yeah. me like it has to be better we can only go up like we just can't go down yeah but then getting the golden gibbo nomination for comedy festival was just <gasps> insane because we were like we never ever thought with like comedy festivals so competitive and there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. brilliant shows. So when we got that, we were like, this is insane. We, we didn't win, but the nomination was huge. Everything, everything. Huge. When you're working on a new show, yeah. like how long does that take? Like what does that timeline look like? Yeah. Usually it takes us, well, it's so spread out. Like if we needed to do it, we could probably write a show in a month or two, mm. but it's so spread out and we go on writing retreats and we'll write a few songs. But some of the songs that we wrote same time last year ended up making it into Shirect and then some that we wrote, like we wrote a song where we play two Mikey officers on a train that are like, oh, I just want to connect with you <laughs> and I just want to ask for your Mikey. This is not the lyrics nor the melody. But they're like, <laughs> fine. Well, you don't want to like, your gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping, but they're song. like, come on, like, I just, I just want to connect. And everyone's like, fuck off. I don't want to show you my Mikey. And it's about the ballad of the Mikey officers that are like, we want love too, yeah? Oh we just God. want to connect with you. But we wrote that like three days before we opened. <gasps> and we just like sat at the piano. We're like, this is the funniest thing ever. And then I bashed out a track I on my garage band. how much your comedy is based on situational. Like mm. everyone <laughs> relates to that. Like what a fucking wank when the Mikey inspector comes around and you're like, the one time I don't have, the every time I don't have a ticket. The, the but like, you know, it's the just every time. so relatable. The every time. The every time. Yeah. Do Mikey still exist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, yes. Because like- in London, yeah. you just tap your fucking phone or your credit or your card. Yeah, same as in Sydney, oh, but we just haven't gotten up to That's very speed. Melbourne of us. Like, why, why don't you just tap your credit card? Like, everyone has that. Like, yeah. Why <laughs> do I need to go and buy a Mikey? I know. It's <gasps> stupid. Stupid, stupid. But, yes, you know love what? live performing. They're selling our data. That's why. They're selling <laughs> our data. Probably. Um, do you have any more shitwreck shows yes, that are already have. set, like dates are set? Yes. How can we see it and where? Where? So we are performing a little bit later on this year in October <gasps> in Melbourne. Yep. So stay tuned on my socials for that. And we're performing both No Hat, No Play and Shitwrecked. We're doing a double bill. Oh, my God. Oh, so we'll do one week, one week of Shitwrecked and then one week of No Hat, No Play. So if you haven't caught the shows, this will probably – Dare I say no? This will be the last time we do them. Oh in my Melbourne. god! So well, I missed them both last time. Oh, you okay. got to come along. So I will. Come oh my god, along. Let's have a day. Let's go. Yeah, that'll be amazing. One, you'll see me in a yellow polo and a bucket hat, and the other, I'm in a bikini. Hee <laughs> hee. Hot. So, and that's Hot. on range. And that's on range. Wait, but yeah, bikini. In which one? Shit wrecked. Okay, yeah. Obviously. We got yeah, sponsored. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like oh, absolutely school? not. No, no hat, no play. Primary no. school. No, shit, <laughs> in shit wrecked, we got sponsored by Tibbs and Bones. So they've provided yep. us with these like 
sexy like festival doof. Oh my god, I, I love that it's doof. Doof, like, yeah, is that the doof thing? The doof, those doof things. The doof things. <laughs> Can I ask, just out yeah. of curiosity, who are your comedy icons? Like, who do you find funny? Yeah, every time. Well, I want to copy the career trajectory. Okay, tra- yeah. trajectory. Yeah, of Rachel Bloom. Okay. Who wrote Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she writes musical comedies and her TV show, well, her musical TV show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I'm just obsessed with. I, I think she's hilarious. Other people that I think are really, really funny. Oh, my God, there's so many, I think. I'm a really big fan of Jude Pearl's music. They're an amazing musical comedian in Melbourne who I like mm. fell in love with in 2018 when I saw their first show. I think Michelle Brazier is hilarious. My mate Lou Wall is so bloody clever i love it's caitlin hello on tiktok the one that does jason oh yeah today i think she's hilarious oh there's so many there's so many women doing cool things and they would be some yeah Yeah. amazing now i've got a whole new list of people to follow yeah i find like funny accounts just make your day better they just make your day better i agree who are your favorite funny people ruben k i love ruben I love Ruben I've K. I've literally got a Ruben K t-shirt in my bag, the I can't believe I douche for this. <laughs> they are just such a phenomenal performer that really says, no, everyone shut the fuck up. And I'm listen. performing. Yes. And listen. And in Australia, I think that's so powerful because I think in Australia we've got that tall poppy syndrome of like oh, acting like totally. we don't care. And they're like, I care and I'm a star. And they're, they're that energy. mesmerizing. Yeah. And also like – the kind of subjects that Ruben K hits are yeah. really interesting where it's like, yeah. I'm laughing, but I'm also angry at our politics, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What show have you seen by Ruben K? Um, oh, I saw The K-Hole. Oh, yeah. The K-Hole. <laughs> Isn't it so? That's what your show should be called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see my... <laughs> I think everyone wants to see your K-Hole. Oh, so good. That's so good. Yeah, no, yeah. Ruben K was incredible. I... I think I saw Ruben, oh, this year uh, during Comedy Fest. Mm. Yeah, during Comedy Fest. Yeah. I just love this amazing person called Samantha. Oh, baby. Um, And I just love Love you. Like incessantly. No matter what mood I'm in, like I'll just just go and have a little scrolly scroll and like no shit though, in the middle of a bad day or just a flat day, like anything Samantha Andrews just (laughs) – it's just. You know, this is going to be me tonight. Like, I'm literally going to lay in bed because I'm immensely, immensely jet lagged where I'm like, all my times are. Totally. Yeah. So I'm just going to lay in bed and just be like. <laughs> <laughs> skip, skip the listicles, mate. And yeah. Then, uh, and then yeah. That, and then that Hot tip. Woman, that TikTok woman turns up and says, like, Have you spent too much time on the ads? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, my God. Fuck off, hey, bitch. guys, take a break from the ads. There's also a guy, and I've forgotten his name, but he's in New York in like a tiny shoebox apartment. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, my God. And he does all these skits where it's him and himself being his girlfriend. <laughs> and it's always like when Bay does blah, 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 or when oh. Bay does blah, blah, blah. And he does these eyes that he, like, he's fucking hilarious he does eyes at himself and like all yeah. the comments are just the chemistry between you and yourself like <laughs> this is the hottest relationship on tiktok right yeah. now because it's just him and bay all the time i also love luke cook i think he's just who's luke <gasps> another guy who's he's an actor yeah. i don't think he's a comedy actor i think he's just an actor he lives in la and same thing like does do a live google lo- yeah do a live google actually do a live watch of him his feed. It's a lot of him playing two characters as well. Okay. And he's just one oh, of those I just naturally. Live Google, Luke. <laughs> 
naturally funny. Like, again, I'll go through his entire feed and just laugh. Cool. His major thing is like, you know, the people, the thirst trappy people who yes. do the like eating the oysters. So it's just him hanging shit on them. Sick. Or like, yeah, hanging like this guy. Was he in Sabrina? He was in something was, big. Yeah, I something can't remember big. his acting. Was it's he, just his comedy might, that makes me like, laugh so much. I think much. he might have been Lucifer. Like the, like. Maybe. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us for the most incredible main course. It has been as delightful as I hoped and more. But now it is time for dessert. Are we ready for dessert? Always ready for dessert. Always. I believe it's in a separate stomach, I'm just saying. Anyway, what would your ultimate dream gig be or like ultimate person to work with? Okay, dream gig would be Netflix give me $5 million to write a musical comedy TV show and I get to cast all of my really talented friends and it's fun Including and it's us. queer. It's you. Oh, yeah, I want to be then. It's queer. It's comedy. It's, it's queer adjacent. It's queer adjacent. Queer adjacent. You're in your yellow dress. Yeah, My of ally queen. <laughs> and, and I'm in all black. <laughs> yeah, and you're Dion in your Lee. Dion Lee. <laughs> with yeah. a harness. It has to have a harness somewhere. Yeah, that would be like dream career or dream person to work with. If I got to write songs with Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think I would – I wouldn't even be able to write anything. She'd be like, all right, Sam, what verse offers do you have? And I'd be like, um, well, I'd be like, do you ever feel <laughs> like you. a plastic bag drifting through the wind? And she'd be like, that's. Oh God, I've never heard that song before. Yeah, what's that song? And she'd be like, Katy Perry, you dumb bitch. No. Okay. Circling back to the dad thing, mm. the dad joke. So one of your characters is based loosely on your dad. Yep. Tell us about that character. My boomer dad is just my, my dad. boomer dad. My boomer dad is Chris Andrew. It's my dad. I am. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this character is so funny. The characterizations. I'm like, I'm just being my dad. No, can completely. You, can you bring him to this conversation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's good to sit down in, in a studio, isn't it? These are good mics. Where are these from? Oh, my God. They They're do. quite they sturdy, ask actually. They everything. Yeah. Pardon? They ask about everything. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, bless my dad. He's so good. He's he's just the kind of man that, like, at the, you know, we'll go to Chadston. He's like, oh, I haven't been to Chadston's in a while, Sammy. It's a bit weird to be here. It's a bit different to be in Chadston's, isn't it? Chadston's. And he'll swan into a shop right before they're about to close and go, all right, guys, just need to buy some camping equipment. What's your name, <laughs> Melanie? Yeah, Melanie, good on you. I'm off to the Grampians. Yeah, <laughs> I need to ask you about some camping equipment, Melanie. Have you got a few minutes? For- and I'm like, Dad, the shop is closing. Any of my Aww. retail BBs in the comments right now will know what it's like when someone comes in at the last 11th hour I to buy a whole bunch of stuff. I love Boomer oh, it's Dad. It's like, good on you. It's just good it's on you. Yeah, know, just good for on you. And they you know? use your full name. They'll go, what's your, good on you, Sarah? Yeah, no, no yeah, worries. Always yeah, thanks, Cam. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why you love Boomer Dad? Because I'm a Boomer. Yeah, it's because you're a Boomer. You're not a Boomer. You're an actual Boomer. Stop it. (laughs) We're like maybe two and a half years apart. Max. Okay, three and a half years apart. (laughs) I was like, on Google, (laughs) I am 27. (laughs) Guys, any more questions for a comedy genius that we have here today? You're too kind. We're getting, like, your mods are so lovely. Oh, did they just... Are they just deleting? She's like literally soliciting questions. Hey, everyone, submit your questions, please. <laughs> I love like, my mods. God, your mods are so Wait, who sweet. Is it? Is, it, is, it, is it Simmy? Or it's Simmy. It's Simmy. And yeah. Mama Bear's here Mama also. Mama Bear's there. Cool. I want to see what's happening here. on this Yeah, yeah. Have, screen. A, have a little squizzy. So Miss Simmy is being very active and lovely. Khan, can you give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Kylie? She loves you so much. Kylie, I am going to shout you out right now. Hello. <laughs> hey, like question. Actually, I've got a question. Yeah. I make lunch boxes. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. What would be your ideal lunch box? <gasps> to have like 
So just an ideal lunch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great question. But it has to be a box. It yeah, can't just be like one meal. It has to like be like a multiple. Bento yeah, done, yeah, done, done, done. Like, and also who would your no hat, no play character? Oh what would they like? What box would they like? Would it be a Dunkaroo? Because yes. Okay, if we're building a primary school lunch, it would be, <laughs> I love, be. I love a packaged sandwich. So oh, it would be a yeah. packaged sandwich within a lunch box. Yeah. Yep. Cheese Always. and tomato, just simple. White oh. bread, so boring. Yeah. Simple. Tip top. Love kind it. Of Wait, did you say love cheese and Oh, because of Otherwise, ham, cheese, tomato. Um, there would be, oh, some saladas with Vegemite, <gasps> butter and Vegemite. Butter and Vegemite. No, no, actually, wait, wait. I, I used to be a salada person, but now I'm all about the Vita Wheats. Yeah, Vita Wheats. Or a crust kit. Or a crust yeah. kit. Yeah, I like the texture of the Vita Wheat over mm-hmm. the salada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Saladas, like perhaps a few strawberries. Love some oh. strawberries. I reckon an LCM was never allowed them in <gasps> primary school, so I'm going to – I'm an adult now. I have a fucking LCM in my lunchbox if I want to. Thanks for asking. A ch- wait, a chocolate one or like uh, the white no, ones with the white ones with the the, the, the little dots LCM. on them. LCM over like a roll up or like a- I lost my first tooth on a roll up. Okay, they're so hard. They're yeah. delicious and though. Because when you pull on them, they get stuck and then things come out. But they're different now. Are they're they? less sugary now. Oh, All the snacks boring. that we Are they real gr- fruit now. Probably. Mm. All the snacks that we grew up with were so densely packed and high in sugar. Uh, absolutely. I think that they've gone. Wait a minute. We fucked up. We (laughs) fucked up the millennial generation. They're all just high on sugar (laughs) all the time. And now we need to chill out a bit. Yeah, because I had a roll up recently for fun and I went, well, this ain't it. Oh, wow. No, it was not it at all. Oh, maybe. Do you know what? We need to do an episode of- Primary school throwback lunchbox items. Yep. And then we'll just sit here and we'll just, eat, we'll just eat things. Le snack. Yep. We Le can snack. ASMR. We can ASMR primary school things. You know what's the most overrated lunchbox snack and I hated them? K-time twists. What? Oh no, my god! K time twist. No. Oh my god! It's like the healthy version of a muesli bar. No, no isn't no, no, it? No, no, no. It's got it was, the jam on the inside of it. No, I can't. No, do you, do you wait, do I don't you, want stewed. I don't want stewed fruit in the middle of a tube. <laughs> do you, okay, do you know, stewed fruit. Break. Very, very unpopular opinion. I hated a lunchable. Or- What's the oh the little pack where you yeah. do? You were chef from day one, babe. <laughs> you were like, wait a minute. I, I can make a lot more than what this Munchable oh. pack suggests. Yeah. Okay, I was guys, just like, quick why one. is this ham shit? Like, oh, the ham was sweaty, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? And it was sweaty in a circle. Ham. It was sweaty ham. Oh, and in a circle, like Devon meat. Oh. Devon. Okay, guys, quickly. Oh, someone's mentioning Dunkaroos. Favourite fruit and why? Favourite fruit. Great question. And why? Justify it. Christ. Oh, raspberries. And why? Because they're expensive and fancy. No, because <laughs> they're bougie. Because they're bougie. Because they dr- no, I don't really like a lot of fruit, which is an embarrassing thing to admit. I probably shouldn't make that my personality trait. Like I don't eat nutritional. No, I don't <laughs> like fruit, but I will say raspberries because they're a little bit sour. You can pick at them. Bit They're tart. perfect to eat at the you, beach. Whereas something like an apple, I'm like, I don't want to just keep continually biting around this like sphere. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Too okay, much effort. So unpopular opinion. You know when you mentioned strawberries before? Mm. Strawberries are always disappointing. You like, reckon? Yeah. In mm. your mind, a strawberry tastes better than an actual strawberry does. So every time I bite into okay. a strawberry, I go, oh, this is not the flavor I thought it was going to be. Okay. And every single time I'm upset by it. Okay. Yeah, okay. right. Because in your mind, it's juicy, it's sweet, there's a little bit of sour, and it's like really summery. When you bite into it, nowadays, strawberries don't taste like anything. What's the most underrated fruit, in your opinion? I, I think you'd say pear right now. A pear right now. Yeah. yeah. Because I usually don't love a pear, and all I've been eating is pears, pears. and I fucking love them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but my favourite fruit's definitely a mango. A mango. Oh, or a watermelon. Ah, see, I think the same with watermelon. Unless you're in a tropical island... 
right? Mm. You think it's going to be sweet and juicy and it's just like white and like no. It's just like yeah, I'm not a huge fuzzy water. Fan. It's Babe. like fuzzy water. It's okay. like celery but pink. Oh. Okay, watermelon, grab a slice, slice it, sprinkle the salt on it, a dash of lime, your life will change and it will oh. be Fucking the most phenomenal fruit ever. No, that watermelon that we had. That. Remember that watermelon? We went to a restaurant. Yeah. How's, how's this for bougie? And like, oh, my God, I'm kind of I'm here. Yeah. He ordered something that wasn't on the menu <laughs> at that restaurant. And he's like, can you just bring me this other dish that isn't from this place? You are an icon. And they brought it. What was the meal? We were at Toddy's, right? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with yeah, Toddy's. Yeah, we were at Toddy's. Yeah. But I've I wanted- seen your first Toddy's. I'm a your claw first girly. I know what yeah. Toddy's um, is. Yeah. Continue. But I wanted the watermelon for Moomoo's and I knew that there was the same owner so they had access to the kitchen. That's so good. Okay, but it still was a different venue. <laughs> and it, was it wasn't door. on the menu. <laughs> it was next door. <laughs> I'm such a stalker. I follow you so closely <laughs> that I remember your first Toddy's date and, like, the really cute picture of you. Oh, thanks, it babe. Really now picture. I'm going to walk into Toddy's and be like, hi, I'll actually um, have a full Mexican <laughs> meal. And they'll go, excuse me, and, and then I'll show the screen recording of us doing this and be like, I actually know some pretty important people that have dined here, so yeah. thanks. I will be having some tacos. Look, I didn't today. think that they were going to say yes. I was like, oh, for dessert, I I was like, I'm going to have the dessert, but what's what's the chance that we can get the watermelon for Moomoo's? And That's I'm like, so okay. That's so good. That's so impressive. I reckon this has to be the last question. Yeah, last question. Okay. One type of food or meal you could eat for the rest of your life and nothing else? Pasta. Or me saying this in front of a literal chef. <laughs> I query this for me, but here I go. Okay, good. Here I'm going to bring my expertise in the kitchen of living in a share house and only eating a rotation of three meals, but one of them is lemon. Mm. Garlic, chili, cherry tomatoes, a little bit of Persian feta, little sprinkling of parmesan, spaghetti, maybe a garlic prawn. You know, you know what? That all makes sense though. Yeah. I could that eat it every really night. That all makes sense. Okay. I couldn't do that every night. Yeah. What I mean, would be yours? For me, I'm about variety. So because we're, we're, we're like one meal, mm. my meal would be hot pot so that I can choose what it goes in it. Wait. That's cheating. No, it's not. It's still no. a meal. It's like you get to choose your own adventure in it, though. Okay, then mine is Japanese. Well, yeah, because you can be like a <laughs> pizza, and then there's like a hundred <laughs> different types of fucking pizza. Okay, I, I'll just say broadly Japanese food. Well, because then okay. it can be like cold, like sushi. Then it can be like curry. It can be like bento. It can I be like actually, stir fry. I reckon I could do sushi. For the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. because it, you can change the insides. I could also do just sourdough bread. Oh, and butter. No. Nah, thick butter. Can't do that for butter, the rest of like, my life. Yeah, 100% could. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. feast. What a feast for the senses. And we'll include all your links in the show notes, of course. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. Woo.